how's it going guys? It's uh, Cameron Barkey here. I am with the Thought Exchange. Uh, welcome to the show today. We have my boy Steve Van Deest in the hot seat. What's going on guys? How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, so uh, today, Stevie, what are we talking about? So um, we're actually going to touch on, Steve has a very personal... Oh man, we're going to go right into Yeah, I know, we're going right into right personal... In, go right into that shit. Eh? Yeah, Stevie's got a very personal event that's going on in his life right now. He's actually... Uh, what are you doing? You're getting baptized? Is this for the first time or second time or what's going on? Uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I think I was uh, baptized when I was little. So I, I got to figure out these camera shots. So there it is. That's fun. Uh, yeah, so there good. you go. I was, I, was, um, I was baptized when I was little. And, uh, but under Catholicism, I think. I don't know. I don't even know how that even works. Like your parents basically choose that stuff for you. Do Catholics get baptized? Yeah, they do the sprinkling. Is that a little different than a Christian one? Uh, I think so. Like, uh, it's kind of interesting though because I'm not. I don't really classify myself as a Christian. No. No. You're gonna take my coffee. Well, oh, it's on. No, no, it's on. It's in the way of the 360 here. Oh. I'm gonna move all this shit from you these guys. You gotta move all this stuff there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I don't really classify myself as any denomination of anything. You know, like so. Um, kind of my spiritual journey kind of started off uh, two years ago, I would say, about. Okay. Where I was, uh, I was kind of just looking for something, like something, you know, when you got feel like something's missing, like something's off. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's something I think a lot of people struggle with. A lot of people don't really, like, what's the purpose? Why are we grinding all this time? What's actually going on? You know, and at the time I was, I was, I was bouncing from church to church to church, trying to find something that resonated. And uh, nothing really resonated. I always had like a... Um, like a longing? No, like I always had like a bad association with... with with churches, you know? In what capacity? I always felt I was at a bad play. <laughs> I kind of know what you're saying. Yeah, I know. I kind of know what you're you saying. You know what I'm that. saying? So oh, I'm going to yeah. keep this on the two shot because poor Cammy doesn't get any any love this way. Oh, that's fine. I'm just better this way because it's, it's hard. It's hard when you're uh, trying to trying to switch on the fly and then uh, and then talk at the same time. That's no so. worries. But yeah, no, I uh, I kind of looked at it as uh, as like a bad play. Like I growing up, I was always. Uh, an empath, so I don't know if you know what even an empath is. Mm, explain for the people. I've I got a, a certain idea of what. Well, you know what? To be honest, I hear a lot of people they say that they're empaths, but when someone tells me they're an empath, I'm kind of actually a little bit touched, skeptical, skeptical, skeptical to be honest, because. Um, well, what's the definition of empathy? Is empathy the feeling for? It's different than being sympathetic, right? So, but I know, I know, I know. I'm just I'm trying to say I'm trying yeah, to get yeah. to the root of the word emp empath. Is empathy, which you're feeling so, somebody else's, but yeah. So you just that's we all have the empathic ability. So what, what I've kind of started to notice, what I've noticed in a lot of stuff is, um, uh, we all have this empathic ability attached to us, but a lot of times we get numb, and we I think we talked a little bit before about this uh, in the um, in the uh, the food. The last episode. The last oh, yeah, episode being numb. We did yeah, about yeah, being yeah. numb and the type of food you're having, and then people can't feel their environment or feel the stuff around them. So like. Uh, going to church, you know, <coughs> going to church, I always like, I have always felt the collective whole. Like when you go, when you go inside of a room and you have everyone that's kind of in there with the collective uh, energy, uh, you feel it. Like you, you can definitely feel that collectiveness um, going on. So you always feel like kind of like that Holy Spirit or that, you know, like those good vibes that you get from the church, which you usually feel from being around all the different people, right? 
Yeah. So my journey is kind of always, I've always kind of known everything in terms of like a scientific level and energy and, and how we're all connected with atoms and, and things like that and um, how all we are is just a bunch of cells vibrating, uh, trying to gather information. That's the way I always looked at it. We're just a bunch of cells working together, trying to gather information. And, uh, and uh, yeah. So, so where, where, does this, where does this go to being empath? Like, take it back to the empath. How does that mean? What, like, what is it being... Like, when, when, I, when people say, I'm an empath, I'm an empath, like, like, I can be empathetic towards other people where I'm like, yo, man, I've been there. I can totally feel what you're That's feeling. sympathetic. Sympathetic. That's a difference. Okay, so, so yeah, that's what I'm like, trying to get. What's, what's, so there's what's, a difference. Sympathetic is like, oh, I can relate to what you're, what, okay. what you're going through. Yeah. Empathetic is you're literally feeling what the other person's feeling. So... Like a ex- prime example of this, and we use this in marketing a lot too. Marketing, me and having a marketing company, you kind of totally kind of uh, see this more often. But uh, You can almost play to it, actually. I play it, to it because I understand yeah, yeah. How, the, how the concept actually even works. But yeah. when you watch a movie, for instance, there's a thing where you got your neural neuron, uh, your, uh, mirror neurons, neurons kick in. Yeah. When you're watching a movie, when you actually see someone else going through something or you're crying, you actually pick up that emotion from them. Yeah. That's that's a form of empathy. Empathy, yeah. So uh, you literally pick up that energy, you pick up that stuff that you sense their emotions, you feel their emotions, even though you could not even be in the same room, but you can actually pick that information up. Yeah. Right? So it's the same thing. Like with uh, being emp- empathetic, you can walk down the street and a lot of times you might just bump into someone and you might pick up their energy and all of a sudden you feel completely off and you don't even know why. You may have just run into someone at, at the grocery store that was like in a really bad mood or had some real negative energy attached to them. And then all of a sudden you picked it up and you're just like, what is this? Like, why am I such in a bad mood? Why do I, you know, why am I so angry? Why am I like honking at everybody that comes by me and so pissed off and things like that? So a lot of that comes from um, multiple energies from different types of sources. So it was something I really struggled with when I was a kid. Serious. Um, because I would go, had these ups and downs and very ups and downs. Co- I, know, I know some people like that. Very, very roller very coaster. Very roller coaster. Okay, so touching back on that, uh, do you remember that time where we bumped into, uh, were there Jehovah Witnesses? Oh. And they ambushed us on the thing and you were just so pissed off at the <laughs> so, uh, so Steve and I were, were just, uh, we're longboarding down. Uh, <laughs> That's pissed off. I was, I was more choked about the emotion that the guy put on me. Like, yeah, you're all stressed out. Yeah, we got ambushed by Jehovah Witnesses. Nothing bad about it, actually. They just hit us on a, uh, they hit us up. Like, how did they hit us up? The pitch was, hey, we're doing a school project and I need, I need us, uh, we're, what was it? It was like, we're doing a school project and we need to uh, get reviews or like a, uh, it was uh, very ske- the problem oh, the was problem it? was with it the problem was with it is that it was very schemy about the whole situation. Yeah. So the whole situation was like like it was deceitful. And because it was deceitful um I d- it didn't resonate well with me. I was like they were trying to like almost be more trickery in terms of like getting their word out. They they, like, they, they weren't like they weren't like they were just they were literally on the street corner and they they saw yeah. us. They picked us out of the crowd just skateboarding down the road and we're like going at a decent pace. Stopped us like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey guys, we're doing a uh what was it? We're, we're doing a school project and we need to, we need your peer review and, and to do a, a survey afterwards to yeah. see if we did a good job. And we got to get X amount of surveys back to the professor, <laughs> which was technically true because that's what they were doing. But then they just started spitting at us like, well, the, problem, the guy see, pulled out see, the Bible. This is, and this, just, is, this is, this is, this is, and this is the misconception and this is a problem with some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the churches that are out there and it's just the teachings are incorrect, right? Like, so what happens is, is people are going out there trying to 
embark their beliefs onto other people. And then the worst part is, is that the way that they were going about doing it, saying, you're going to hell. You're going you didn't to hell. Say, you didn't like, say that to me. Not technically, but saying like, we're all, we're all sinners, we're all dying, we're all going to hell unless you do this. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, it was interesting because like, I really kind of disagree. Like it, there's, there's certain things and there's certain teachings that happen in the Bible that are, I find are very, very real. Like, like the, in terms of me, his providence in the past little bit have become very real. Well, that's going back to the empathy type thing yeah, or going back to um, your just, whole spiritual journey. Is that just what we're whole journey and okay, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. But I also think that there's like, I'm learning a lot of things from all sorts of different avenues. Like there's, there's a lot to be learned from science. So you have a little bit more of a scientific background on everything, you know, like uh, Jesus talked a lot about, you know, in, in his book, he talks about the mustard seed, for instance, right? And the mustard seed at that point was the smallest seed that they, or the smallest kind of particle, particle that they knew that of they at knew the time, which was the, the smallest time. thing. Yeah. It was the smallest and thing. What did, what did Jesus say about uh, mustard seed? You have to have faith of a mustard seed and you can do what with it? And then uh, you can move mountains. Like yeah. something like that. So it's it's basically what it's saying is is the mustard seed. You can plant a mustard seed, for instance, and it, and the roots will grow and it'll literally break rock. So that's that's kind of like the metaphor within that. But and it's and it's true. It's, it's valued, but you have to basically have that. In the scientific terms, they found smaller molecules than the mustard seed. But it all it all breaks down to the same ideology, the same thing. It's just that we're being able to find the explanations a little bit more. So as I've been kind of going down this whole quantum physics avenue where I've been kind of learning a lot of Einstein's theories of, uh, you know, space-time continuums, uh, and then learning on uh, the, the LA, um, the, jeez, um, uh, I can't even remember, the, the lattice, the E8 lattice. So studying with the E8 <laughs> lattice and the projections in terms of the, the different dimensions in the world, a lot of this stuff is starting to correlate With the Bible? With the Bible. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like, so, yeah. so what's happening now is I've gone, I went, like, way in one direction on a scientific level to study all of this stuff, and now all of a sudden it's brought me all the way back to the Bible. So and do you think they can meet in the middle and actually one one holds the other? One washes the hand of the other? Like they kind of the they work together? They're the, they're the same. Like just, just written a little written bit differently. differently. So what happens is, is that quantum physics started to get really hard to understand because I had to start learning the language. And before the Bible was really hard to understand because the Bible was talks in metaphors and... All it's a lot of metaphors. It's, yeah, it's metaphor. tough to understand It's sometimes. tough to understand, but because I started to do the quantum physics stuff, and I got really far in the quantum physics field uh, and studying all of that, that now going back to the Bible is super easy because now I'm reading this stuff and I'm like, oh, this stuff makes sense. Oh, this, 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 is, uh, this, is, this is not a problem. Like it just, it just seems more black and white to me there. Yeah, and so, when, when did this happen? This is what, two years ago, three years ago? Well, when the, it started it, happening? Or is this a whole lifetime thing? No, it's not a whole lifetime thing. Like I've really, I've always kind of had a, I've always had like this white knight syndrome that I've kind of gone through. Trying to save everybody? Yeah, and it's, I don't know why. I just kind of always like, I've always been drawn to, um, uh, been drawn to people that are um, in trouble or things like that and trying to help them, right? Like trying to always give the whatever I can. Is that the empathy in you? Do you feel? It's, I think it's, I think it's just a, it's just gives us purpose. Yeah. You know, like when you're trying to help other people, it, it's, it's, you know how they say there's not, a, there's no such thing as a selfless deed? Yeah. So that's kind of similar to that where there's... Okay, hold on. There's no such thing as a selfless deed. Yeah. So like when you do nice things for other people, you do nice things for other people because it makes you feel Oh, because it makes you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, know? Like, it's like those people yeah. on freaking, it's, it's so annoying. <coughs> Excuse me. 
you'll see someone post on their Facebook and it's like some long bullshit post about how they stopped off at the homeless center and gave all this food out and just, did that just, and did this. It's like, just help. You don't need to show the whole world what you're doing. Yeah, that's, I've seen that a lot too. And like, sometimes I go to some of these big fancy rich uh, dinners and stuff like that. And people are giving money away there, but the only reason they're giving... They're stroking their ego. They're, well, what they're doing is, like, I've never seen so many people not like each other in one room. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then they basically, like, then they throw money away, uh, but they make sure that everybody knows... knows that they're doing That it, they're yeah. throwing this much money away, as, yeah. if, as if to say that, hey, look how much money I'm throwing away. Look yeah, how exactly. much money I'm throwing away. Yeah. And it's a big show, yeah, as opposed to just donating, which is completely different, right? Yeah. When you're just giving and helping and doing it under that the That still makes you feel good, though. Which one? Okay, here's, a, here's an example. And I'm not, like, I know it's not, well, it doesn't sound hypocritical, but an example that I didn't tell anyone anything until yeah. now was, um, I don't know it sounds a little hypocritical because I just bash the people who are doing that type of shit, yeah. right? But anyways, it made me feel amazing and no one knew about it, but I saw this guy... And he was, uh, he was just walking down the street, but he looked real like off or something was funny with him. And I was like, yo, this guy's, he was digging through trash actually, right? And I, uh, I had a decent amount of cash on me at the time. Um, and I, I just stopped and I asked him, I was like, yo buddy, like, why are you, I just asked him a question. He looked about my age, but he just looked kind of disheveled and I knew something was off. So I was like, hey man, like, why are you digging in the trash? And then he just kind of looked up at me and he's like, whoa, like, why are you even asking me that? He, 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 was, he was almost a little bit defensive. Like he thought I was like going to kick him out from doing that, right? Like he well, I, th- I think it also makes people feel they're digging through the trash. It's not a, the best state to be in at that time to be digging through the trash. Yeah, and that's why I asked him. I just, I, just, I just pressed the issue. I was just like, I, was like, I tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, man, why are you digging through the trash? He didn't look that bad. He, just, he was carrying a bag with him. Anyways, he told me the story. And the story was something along the lines of, um, what did he do? He, uh, he was working in British Columbia, and he actually ended up breaking his back on the job. Um, the, uh, the insurance company didn't pay him out, or he didn't get his insurance. And then his wife left him because he couldn't work and provide. And then he, had, he ended up getting addicted to uh, like opioids of some sort, like Tylenols or Percocets or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about. And then he I've came, seen that guy around. No, he's gone now. This guy's young. This guy's like 25 years old. Like that guy's, that guy's all done. Yeah. And then he, um, he, uh, he broke his back. He left and uh, he, he came to Alberta to look for other work, right? But he was just digging through the trash for some... Anyways, I took him out to Subway. Uh, we had lunch together and then I drove him to uh, a place to stay. And I, uh, anyways, I paid for a, a room for him to help him out. But um, the whole purpose of that story that I'm sharing is I didn't tell anyone, but I see people post that stuff all the time and we're talking about selfless acts, you know, but what I'm getting at is even though I didn't tell anyone or show anyone, it felt really good to be able to help someone who is less in need. Well, that's the secret though. That's the thing. That felt amazing. Right. Like that's, is that bad to feel no, no, no. good it's, that I felt? It's not, but that's, 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 that's the key. That's the secret to the whole humanity and whom the whole life. Like, going through all of this content, going through all of the different spirituality stuff, because I, I found my spirituality through meditation. And meditation is more of a Hindu-Buddhist kind of uh, practice. And, uh, and the majority of it is, is teaching love, right? Like it all comes down to like um, loving your neighbor and treating others the way you kind of want to be treated. Actually even treating, your, treating others better than what you well, want. Well, I, I, I saw myself in him because I was like, yo, I'm, I'm one 
broken leg or one broken back or one from being in the exact same position as him. Yeah. So I was just like, yo, man, if I was digging through the trash, I'd want someone to tap me on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, you want some food? Yeah. That's what I that's what I got out of it. And I looked in his eyes. You know, when, sometimes when I look in people's eyes and they ask for money, I'm just like, yo, man, you're a phony. Like, I can't. I. Well, they just that, that's the lifestyle they choose. Like, yeah. there's certain, there's certain, it's like you're smoking cigarettes and you're, you're fucking. There, there's certain people, there's certain people that you can see and you, you, you try to help them, but they, they chose that life because it's easier. Like, you think, I'm like, why would you choose to live on the streets? And I'm just like, it's easier to just get a handout and hang out all day. And then they had like, there's certain like people. Like, bare minimum, I think. That is bare, that... the, they don't, the, there's people that are like that. Like, you, you try to help them out and you're just like, but they're out there doing, you know, bad stuff. They make enough money to get their drugs, and then they hang around. They're just they're bumming around, panhandling all day. around to panhandling all day, and like those are the choices that they're making. Yeah, like, and like you said, I've, I think you've said this to me once before. Is that like sometimes some people are so far gone you can't help them. Mm-hmm. Like you can't help them. Like you want to help them, but they don't want to. They, don't wanna <coughs> they need help. to help themselves. I think. So. I think if uh, I know it's getting on a weird tangent, but like if you smoke meth for too many years, I think it screws your brain chemistry up to a certain point. You don't have to agree with me, but I'm just. And I might. This might piss some people off on, on the show here, but like I. I this is my. I, I don't know if there's science to back this up, but I do know that certain chemicals do affect your brain, and if there's so many years of that sort of abuse on your brain, logically thinking that that chemical has changed your makeup in your brain to the point where I'm not sure if you can come back to a certain normalcy. You know, if you're spending 20 years smoking meth or doing heroin or something, I think your mind might not be 110% back to normal. Yeah, no, and you see it. Like, there's a, there's a guy on the street that I see that, uh, um, that you see, I see him on a regular basis, and the guy's like, uh, like almost like a functioning street guy, but he's definitely like can't won't ever be able to get a job. Yeah. Like so, you try. I try to help him out every chance I get, give him some food or whatever. But like, he's happy. He's just kind of going go lucky. But like, he's he's so far gone. Like the, he can't get a job. He, well, he won't get a job. Well, know, they don't want like, to. Don't I don't want think. To, yeah. You know, and he's he's but he's so grateful. Though the one thing I like about the guys is so grateful to get the um, handout or the, the handouts. Like the whenever you food. give him something, he's very. He's very respectful. He's very thank you very much. He's very uh, appreciative of everything you give him. So I think that's why he's able to kind of even survive at that level because people, even though they see him and he see that he's struggling, is that a lot of people help him out. Mm-hmm. Like I think he gets a lot of help, you know, like more so than than like I remember one time I, I gave the guy a whole bag and I'm just like never seen the guy wear any of the stuff that I gave him. So I'm just like... <laughs> what about that other guy that you gave 20 bucks to and you saw him buying new clothes or what was he doing? <clears throat> no, that was... See, that's when, that's when I started... Like, this was when I was living in Toronto. I kind of got scammed and I was, uh, uh, that was an interesting story. So my friend, my friend Scott, came down from uh, Edmonton when I was living in Toronto at the time and I just picked him up from the airport. Yeah. And we went downtown and... Uh, and uh, uh, as we, as we get downtown, we get out of the car and we're ready to go uh, go out and, and kind of hit the town and stuff like that. And the guy gives me this whole spiel about, you know, oh man, I got kicked out of the bar, my jacket's inside the bar and I need to take a bus to Mississauga and yada, yada, yada. Giving me this whole rigmarole, right? Yeah. But I'm already in a good mood, right? So I'm just like, all right, well, here's 10 bucks. Like that should, you know, like how much is a ticket to like the GO train, I think was 750 at that time. Yeah. So I gave him $10 to get on the GO train so he could get home. Yeah. Right, we were downtown. He was a walk away from the go train. He could get on yeah. the go train and go straight to Mississauga. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, I helped this guy out, and uh, and 
then I know I thought I would never ever see this guy again. It's Toronto. It's like big, it's big, yeah, big city, big yeah. massive city, right? So then, but the next day, I'm walking down Young Street, and, and me and my buddy Scott are, are inside the store, and we're in the store, and this guy's buying all of this gear, like brand new gear, and he's dressed up nice. And we're like, isn't that the guy from last night? And we're like, yeah, that's the guy from last night. And I said, so I went up to him, and I was like, hey man, I was like, how you doing? And he's just like all sketchy. Did he look shook? Like, he looked he a like, little like, shook. He was like, shit, I'm he's like, out. He looked a little shook. He was like, but I was still kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt, right? So I was no. like, hey, man, how are you doing? Like, how did everything go? He's, yeah. like, he's like, oh, yeah, it's good, good. I was like, okay, <laughs> cool, man, cool, man. So you got home okay last night? He goes, yeah, yeah, I got home okay. I'm like, cool, you got that 10 bucks I lent you then? And then he turned on me. Like, he turned on me. He goes, what the fuck are you trying to do? You're trying to embarrass me in front of all these people in the store? Yeah, I got your money. I got your money outside. Blah, blah, blah. And he started, and I was like, and I got, I got shook. Like, I was just like, what just happened here, right? Like, I'm thinking I did the guy a solid. And then he just yelled at me in front wow. of everybody. And, he, uh, and I, we were in line purchasing our stuff. So then he was in front of us. And yeah. he bought his stuff. And he went outside. And I paid for the stuff. And I went outside. And I think he was there. He wasn't there. No, he wasn't there. Bounced out. Wasn't there a guy in New York or Toronto who ended up making a million dollars? Okay, it's like... To, to make a million dollars, all that is is one dollar from a million people. It, it, I was some of the things I was noticing. Like that's the problem what? with panhandling is like it's you make more. This is why untaxed. This is untaxed. This is too. this is why they will not get a job because I, I there's even here outside of Tim Hortons you'll see a guy stand outside of Tim Hortons. Just think about it. That guy makes more than than the fifteen dollars an hour that the people inside are making. Do you they, think, dude? You just need like how many cars go by? You just need to get a car every, you know however many minutes, like there's 60 minutes in an hour. You don't yeah. think the guy can get at least 30 bucks in that one hour? That's or, uh, or, or even even 20 That's bucks. a dollar every two minutes? Yeah, a dollar every two minutes and these cars keep going by and people dropping change like. Yeah, there's a dollar here, someone yeah. gives them a five, the, the a 20 just sets the them up. The thing is, for... is that you make a lot of money panhandling, the th difference is that the guys don't work a lot of hours panhandling. Oh yeah, they hit their, their they hit they, their peak. They hit their peak. So the what salesmen do the same so thing. So they'll do what they'll do is a guy needs to make fifty bucks for a day <coughs> to survive. You know, that's what that's his minimum. He needs probably fifty dollars to get his to get his drugs or get his morphine or whatever he needs to do, and then maybe get like another ten bucks for food. So the guy has like a sixty dollar quota. Yeah. So he can make sixty dollars probably in an hour worth of panhandling. And then he's done. And he's then he's just, done. Then he's off doing his thing. Maybe as soon as he makes his sixty bones, he's done. And then so the guy put in an hour's worth of work. Got his stuff, and the rest of the time he's chilling, smoking, yeah. smoking, and. But there's guys stuff. that do that professionally, and like oh, the guy yeah. got caught doing that, and I well, think there was, he was there was a girl. Was there a girl? There was a girl in Toronto. Wasn't she, she was, golfing or something? She got caught. She like, was pretending to be a cripple. Yeah, yeah, that was her. Jeez, that's so bad. So she'd be pretend to be a cripple, so she would show up and then basically set up and then just basically like, do like, all this cripple yeah. act, and then people would give them money. More money, probably, because right? they felt worse. See, but this is when the, this is the whole thing, though, like. Like people are like messing with like divine powers there, because like you're really you're really you're really crossing a, like a, a boundary you're there. Crossing a moral boundary and you're crossing a spiritual boundary yeah, at that I know. point. Like people just like this realm is like so. What I coming back to the spirituality, what I've started to learn is this: this realm that we live in is right now is just it's a it's like a testing ground. It's like a ground to basically like learn who we are as as human beings and 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 treat other people like and kind of it's a it's. It's literally almost like a purgatory kind of thing where we're here to kind of learn from each other and, and learn and, and your higher self kind of judges who you are as yeah. you kind of move through different dimensions and move through different uh, uh, beings of who you are, right? Like you, 
it's it's interesting. Like it's just very interesting, and people just play with that stuff, and you know, like they. Like, there's there's consequences to that later on. Later on, like you don't know like our about. time here on Earth is very so small. short. Yeah, very small. It's so short. Like you're talking about eighty years. It's like nothing. That's it's lucky. Like, lucky eighty years. Lucky. It's like a blink of I an got, eye, like this. Uh, well, not to get morbid, but like. Dude, I've had lots of friends of mine who have died, and that's uh, way before 80 years. Like, we're going on their early 20s and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like, 80 years is a long life here. Yeah, and, it's, and th- there's a few things that you got to be careful with, too, because, like, you're, the, more, the more kind of uh, hate, evil, dark, or demonic stuff you kind of move into, and the choices that you make and pushing you in that direction, the more your life is at risk. Because what ends up happening is that's when you basically... It's easy to take you out. If you get taken out, when you're in that state, in terms of like your morality, you're putting yourself in a bad position. And a lot of people will like be like, oh, you know, like this is where the whole debate comes. Yeah, like, because of the afterlife. Because what you're saying right now is actually not scientifically proven that there is one, right? Yeah. So people are like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter. I can dick because around in this life. Who cares? Proven. Yeah. There's no whatever. Once we're done, it's just we sleep for forever. Or there's you get reincarnated as a piece of grass. But or, it's but it's interesting though because it, that other realm, that other realm, there's so many people that have had experiences in the other realm, and the other realm is not. See, the realm that we live in right now is what people don't understand. Is the realm we live in right now is like a dimmed down version of reality. It's 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 like it's done. Are you down. saying this is the this is the fake one? This is the dream. Like we're in this kind of like Jeez, where we can't heavy. see. Our senses have been kind of dimmed down and we can't see all of the other uh all of the other um things that are going on around us right well so, we only got our six senses right yeah so let me explain to, like we'll talk scientifically right now so we'll talk science because most people understand science and, and it's an easy way to explain science so like like i mentioned like if you think of the world in vibration and frequencies if you think the world in vibration and frequencies you kind of get a better understanding of how everything kind of works right yeah did we lose the yeah lost the gopro that's okay Said it's overheated. Oh, uh, that's sad. That's not good. We'll have to figure that out at some point. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. What were we uh, saying? Um, I'm gonna try and get back live on the broadcast, and then uh, you just keep talking. I'm okay, just gonna try so, and get on the broadcast so you, and just tell the people, hey, we lost it. Yeah. So, um, so if you think about it in terms of like, uh, if you think of life and reality in terms of like vibration and frequencies, everything vibrates. Everything vibrates. Uh, you know, the tables vibrating. Um, and air is vibrating, water vibrates, everything vibrates. And, and what happens is, is that we, we pick up different things and we have different senses that we, that we use to kind of pick up, that we have our touch, so which means we can feel certain things. We have our nose, which means that we can smell different things. Um, we have our ears, that means we have the vibrations happen in our ears and we can hear different sounds. Um, we have our, our voice, so we can create sounds and different voices. So, when I'm talking, I'm actually creating. All I'm doing is creating sound, and that sound has an has a uh, has a meaning or a connection to it. So that's how we understand each other. But it's just sounds. If you listen to someone from another another language that you don't understand what the meanings are, literally they're just making gibberish noises, and you have no idea what they're saying. So everything is kind of working together to gather information. And not only that, but everything is created in your own brain. Like it doesn't actually. The, nothing exists out here, it all exists in your head. So what happens is, for instance, is the light bounces off my eyes in my retina and it bounces in there and it goes into my brain and then my brain creates that image and it gives me a perception of what I should be seeing. 
So that's kind of how it works. So my eyes pick up the light and all the light bouncing off everything around me and I, and I gather information from it. Same thing with sounds. The sound vibrates the little hairs in my ears and my brain then connects that vibration and it tells me. Paints a picture in your mind. It paints a picture in my mind of what it is that I'm hearing, right? So all we of that. We think in pictures. So all of that stuff, yeah. So what do you mean we think in pictures? We think in pictures. Like, we, like, like when we hear something, we think in pictures. Like when we hear, like if, if you were not to look at me and I were to say green grass, what would come up? I just saw it, yeah. yeah exactly, so you still yeah. think in pictures, right? But that's, a, that's the hidden little hairs and then it creates something in our mind. It's an image in, our, in yeah. your brain and you, and you kind of go from that. Yeah, just to add to what you're saying. So if we're thinking about that, okay, so these are the senses that we're aware of as right now. So right now we're aware of these senses and in, in, in our realm and it makes sense to us. Now let's think about the stuff that we cannot pick up, that we know that exists. Wi-Fi, radio frequencies, we can't hear them. Wi-Fi is just a, it's just a high-pitched frequency that basically is being fired through the air and we created a, a machine <coughs> that will actually pick up that code or that frequency. Yeah. And we punch code through that frequency, right? So what ends up happening is, is that we've created all of these different codes through ones and zeros and everything is basically run through binary code. Uh, and now the frequencies are being switched over from radio signals and moved over to light signals. So that's how satellite works because satellites basically move a lot faster than light moves faster than sound. So we're transferring information through ones and zeros in binary code, which we put a code to everything. Same thing as like everything else. Um, we put a code. Are you okay, bro? I'll <coughs> <laughs> just cough. You're going to die on me. <coughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. So everything kind of moves in, uh, in these codes, in these binary codes. But we, there's certain light spectrums that we can't see. So we can't, our eyes just don't pick up the light spectrums. It doesn't mean that they're not there. We just can't pick them up and we can't see them. And there's certain sounds that we can't hear. So there's certain animals or certain things that have better sonar than us. Bats, for instance, have a better, so they're picking up different information than what we're picking up. So there's a lot of stuff going on within this ether that we don't even see or even feel. see or feel or understand. Doesn't mean that it's not there. But imagine if you could, um, if we could see, well, we wouldn't know the difference. Like I'm saying, if you could see infrared light, like the whole thing would be like, you'd be like, whoa, what the? Like if you could see UV rays, like what would it be looking like right now? There'd be a bunch of shit coming through the ceiling. It'd be like, dude, who knows, man? Who like, knows? Yeah, it'd be a little bit. Maybe it'd just be super bright lights, man. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, we don't know. And that that's maybe what we'd be used to seeing all the time. Yeah. Now, what do you think? And it would be very more kind of like a bright, a brighter thing. Like that's a, like that's that's kind of how, um, um, that's kind of almost how kind of how psilocybin works a little bit. Right, where, where it basically enhances your senses. And so when you're basically on this stuff, your senses just go bing through the roof and all of a sudden you're hearing things that you're not used to hearing because all of a sudden you're just like, it's not that you're, it's not like they don't exist. Yeah. You're just now more aware of it. You're just like, what is going on? Why am I picking all this stuff? You pick up intentions off people. You basically start to, you start to see things and you start to figure things out and like, and a lot of times, like, there's that, re there's that whole reality that basically exists that a lot of us don't know about. That's called the metaphysical. It's like, um, well, here's another, here's another crazy thing, which I learned many, many years ago, was uh, uh, what's behind you right now? What's that? I don't know. What's behind you? I don't know. Like a brick wall? 
Well, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, what's behind you right now? Is it only there because you look at it? Well, that's the whole thing with uh, that's the whole thing when you're talking about uh, the, the double slit. That was a double, the double slit. slit theory. The double slit theory. Yeah. The, the science can't figure out what consciousness is all about. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, but like, like even even you guys watching right now, like, what's behind you right now? Like, is there a desk? Is there a wall? Is there a chair? Is there an open room? Like, what's actually behind you? Is it only there because you turn around and there's a brick wall? Is it only there because I'm looking at it's there? And like, I don't know, it's just, I know it sounds crazy because on the camera you can see that there's obviously a brick wall behind me. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's kind of like... Okay, if you want to get really wild, okay, here's some wild stuff. No, that's getting a little bit, that's getting a little it's, bit too wild. Yeah, but it, let's, let's get a little wild here. What did, what, did, what did we say the other day? Uh, what was it? If a tree falls in a forest, does anyone hear it? Is that what it is? Does it make a sound? Doesn't make a sound, yeah. It's that sort of... Because Bruce, like, if, Bruce no, if, nobody, if nobody hears it, does it make a sound? Yeah. You know, like... <laughs> Like, that's the thing. Like, that rain's heavy. That's crazy. Because, like, does it need to make a sound? I know. That's nuts. Right? Yeah, does it need to? Does it need to? So, like, why does it, like, who's, who's to know? No one does. I know. That's the, the dichotomy of the whole thing. So, like, so like quantum, quantum theory, for instance, like, if you talk about, um, so there's these different dimensions we live. So, we currently live in what's called a space-time dimension, meaning that we experience time by traveling through space. space. yeah. So what that means is that in order for me to move my hand from here to here, you have to move takes the amount, amount of time to do that, yeah. right? So it creates, it's a, it's a space-time continuum there, right? In the other dimension, in the opposite dimension, and you can access this in your own head too, like this happens within your brain. They talk about this a lot as being the, the, um, the time-space dimension. So what happens is, is where space stays stagnant, so everything happening is happening right now, which is the only thing that actually truly exists. Is it is right it, now, yeah. Is this moment right now. There's no past, no future. There's, it's just it's just now. This is it, right? Yeah, okay. But in your brain, you can basically go into the past through your memories, right? You can try to remember certain things. I can remember how we started this podcast, or I yeah. can even remember that the thing went down for a little bit, right? Yeah. I can remember that. So I'm going back into the back into the past, and I'm basically trying to remember what happened there, right? Mm -hmm. The more clear that vision is, the more, the more that reality actually exists or it had happened. And the same thing happens into the future. If I want my future to kind of come into fruition, the clearer my vision is of the future, the more precise it is, the more likely it's going to come into fruition. Mm -hmm. So, but here's, the, here's some of the cool, interesting, tricky parts. Of this. So like, that's how you kind of move through dimensions and stuff like that, right? So you can kind of like, you think about a certain thing uh, or a certain person that you want to be, because everything has to happen. <coughs> this is where this is where shape gets really weird. So everything has to happen right now. That's the only thing that we have in this moment is this choice that we have right now. So when choices are presented to you, you'll notice that choices will come to you in a right thing to do and a temptation. Usually that's the way they break down. Sometimes like you get two good things, and sometimes you get the lesser of two evils. But usually you're, you're bidding between two things and two directions to go, two paths to be going down. And most of the times we make choices and we're not even aware of the choices that we're making because we're just sheeply moving through life. Life, everyone, like, I don't want to say everyone, but a large majority, majority of people majority are, people are in the no future. intention. There's no intention. So what anything. happens is most people, are, because you know how you have those two different dimensions that you can live in in your brain, right? So if you live in the past, if, you, if your brain constantly goes into the past and you're thinking about stuff that has left, or how it used to be, or how 
whatever, whatever it is. When you're living in the past, like talk about how good high school was. How and good your high school was. It makes you feel really sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in you live in basically depression yeah. and in a sad state because oh, I wish I was young, healthy. Yeah, again. because you, remember, because yeah. you're reminiscing about stuff, how good it was. Yeah, and not how good it is. Yeah. So. What ends up happening is you're living in the past and then you're feeling very sad and you, you get that, uh, those sad emotional attachments to that, right? The opposite happens if you go and you go into the future. If you go too far in the future, what you're doing is you create anxiety and stress. Because you don't have the things that you're too far in the future for. Well, it doesn't even matter. What ends up happening is like, there's certain things that you can do, but what happens is, is people are making decisions on choices that are no, not even presented to them yet. <coughs> Does that make sense? So what happens is, I'll give you an example of what some people do. Some people will go, oh no, um, if you're in a relationship, for instance, oh no, uh, my boyfriend is, you know, is going to do this, 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 and this. And then and they start thinking in their head what they're going to basically do <coughs> when that happens. And they start making these choices. Oh, they make shit up in their head and they're make, all way in their head, like way, way too head. deep. It's and like, they, so start, you start making, people start making choices. They're all stressed out. Yeah, making choices on things that, that they would do. Happen. If if it happens, you have to you have to do that sometimes though. There's a few of but those. What happens There's a few is, instances. But what happens is if you do that, you're manifesting that into your life, and you're creating that into your life because whatever you think about and whatever you feel, your environment will will attract to you. <coughs> I see that. So what <coughs> what people are doing then is one is you're making choices that don't exist, right? So you're living in an it's illusion. worry. You're worried. You're worried and you're stressed and your anxiety about stuff that doesn't exist. Yeah. Or you're thinking in the past about stuff that's past and you're and you're you're living in depression. The only thing that we have is this present moment right now. Happiness lies in this moment here. Yeah. And the choices that we make in this moment. Now here's the, here's the here's the interesting trick though. Here's the trick that the secret that they need them to tell you. Everything everything that we do in our life depends on the choices that we make today. So if you want to be a certain person in your life, if you want to be super rich or super successful or a certain person, you write that person down. You put them down on paper and say, this is the person that I want to be. This is the higher self. This is the best version of me that I want to achieve. Mm -hmm. All you have to do then is you say, okay, that's the person I am. And then start making your choices today as if you're already that person because you are that person. Mm -hmm. You literally just say, boom, like this. I'm that person. I'm yeah. that person right now. Boom. I'm that person. So what are the choices that that person makes? So you start making those choices today. So if, example, if you want to be in shape, if you want to get in really like super ripped and jacked, you have to say, okay, what does that look like? What is my life going to look like in there? And what are the choices that do I have to make today that will make that environment come to fruition. You got to put the donuts down, Stevie. <laughs> you know, you're not eating donuts if you want to be jacked. It doesn't well, but sometimes people do that. They put that all over their Instagram and shit. You know? That one that one's annoying. But you know what but I'm I know, saying? You're, but I know you're exactly saying. what you're saying. So you're making the choices, you have to make the choices that are so and it's not that you're just like, "Oh, I'm going to try to like manifest these choices." Just make every decision, every decision that you're presented to in that decision as that person. You know what? I'm going to preface something there though. <coughs> I apologize about the coughing. Um, some people, they think that you can just sit in your room and meditate and go, hmm, I'm going to be ripped. Hmm, I'm going to be a billionaire. Hmm. You can't do that either. There's a... Well, no, you're still not making the choices though. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm like prefacing, you... I'm prefacing that yeah. all this stuff starts in the mind, but there has to be an action behind it. It's, it's based on your choices, right? Because what I've learned, okay, so this is where we come back to this. 
we have zero control of our path. Like this is one zero control of our path. Whatever you're so if you look at if you look at life as a as a GPS signal, okay, I'm supposed to go to point A, straight line point A. Yeah. Okay. I get choices that are presented to me to send me to point A. I don't have control over that. There's the divine, like in terms of nature, nature takes care of all that. The divine, God, whatever you want to call it, takes care of all of that. We just have to go from point A, from wherever I am to point A to point B. Let's say point B is there because it's the easiest one. So we'll go point A to point B. We were given choice as, as our gift. Our gift is a gift of choice. With that gift of choice, comes temptation. And the whole objective of temptation is to remove us from Take going us a straight path. line from point, point A, a to, point, to B. point B. And it, it pulls us off and it deviates us off to C, mm-hmm. right? And so every time we make a, make a deviation, we're moving off and your, your GPS is going uh, recalculating, 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 recalculating. And it's constantly trying to push you to, to, the, to the divine, to what you're supposed to do, how nature wants us to be. Mm-hmm. But we keep pushing away from it, and we mm-hmm. keep making these choices, thinking that we know better. And the more the more times I find that you make these little shitty, small little shitty, micro bad choices, the easier and easier it is to keep falling back into those little small little shitty choices all the time. They become habitual. They come then, yeah, that turns into uh, it becomes a habit. Oh yeah, habits. That's a big thing. And what's the ah, jeez. Um, is it Newt Rockney? I forget who says it, but there's a great, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a quote guy, but what does he say? He says, um, success is not an accident. It's, it's something to do with habits. I totally butchered the whole thing, but <laughs> yeah, you know, do you know the quote I'm talking about? The, ah, man, I got to pull that it's, thing up. Success is not an accident. It's yeah. A, it's, uh... it's something along those lines. Success is not an accident. It's like small little things every day that turn into habits. Yeah, well, so, okay, so I, I, I saw Will Smith one time said this. Like, I remember, <coughs> I remember reading this somewhere. Will Smith told this, taught this to his Building the wall? The bricks. Yeah, building right? the bricks, so, yeah. So success comes from putting one brick. Perfectly. On top of another one. Perfectly. And then once that one's done, you move on to the next one and you put it on perfectly yeah and then you do well as perfect as you can and it's in the small details it's in the details so you basically do it small little things and then over time when you end up realizing you've got this perfectly built wall you know what's cool about adding to that is i saw a a really good it was a really good picture of this yeah and it was it was a it was a wall being built brick by brick by brick by brick but there was a book that was put on the very bottom of the wall and then it was brick, brick, brick. And then they put the brick over the, the book and it just moved the brick by like, not even half of an inch or barely anything, right? And then they kept building it, right? And then brick, 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 brick. And then that little like ripple effect. Anyways, they built the whole wall and by the top of the wall, the wall was like so crooked and sideways and everything like that, right? And like the whole, the whole preface of that little picture, that little meme, it was talking about uh, how one little thing in your life can have such a massive ripple effect. So whatever that book is or whatever that little thing is, just make sure that's a positive one. Yeah, that's like the whole thing when they talk about the, guy, the pyramids, right? Like that's why they're, they're astounded on how perfectly they were put together because they're the man-made pyramids that other people try to do. They're like all crooked. They're all crooked and, and, and they're all, Because it's, it's, it's hard to make everything that perfect. That's why they, they say that I don't think that that was ever built by slaves because... Slaves would never do that kind of precision work. And it's like saying, 
you know, the most, the best architect uh, out there is using, you know, slave labor and they're doing like, these guys are doing perfect jobs. <coughs> you know, most of the times the guys that are doing stuff like that are, are masters of their trades, you know? Yeah. Well, like I like those were those were master masons that basically would have had to have built that thing. I think they're. I think it was past mason work, man. That thing was on another level of like laser precision of everything. Some weird knowledge. Yeah, that's a whole other s- subject for another for another time. <laughs> but I, I I do like that concept of brick by brick, perfect by perfect by perfect, and we are a product of. Uh, there's a great book out there called Psycho Cybernetics that it talks about how um, our mind is kind of like a homing missile. So when you program your mind at uh, going to a certain destination and you're starting here just as a missile goes a missile when you shoot I've never shot I'd love to shoot a freaking homing missile I think it'd be pretty badass but if you ever shot a homing missile it doesn't fly in a perfect straight line right to its target it actually goes off all the time like it's constantly correcting itself the computer the GPS is working in real time and it's always going like it goes up and down and 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 up and down. But eventually, it'll go off course a million, hundred million times, yeah. but it'll eventually hit its target, right? That's just like our minds. We're always going to keep going off course, but if you keep that end vision in sight, um, you'll eventually hit your target. But you just, you got to keep that vision in sight, which will then allow you to do the action steps that will keep you going back on course. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so that's going back to lay your bricks perfectly as well as keeping yourself away from those small little micro temptations that's going to freaking drive your missile right into the ground which that happens to a lot of people i mean um i don't even like it can happen to anybody like one one alcohol like you take one shot you take three you take five right you do that once a, once a month and then that turns into once a week and then that turns into three times a week and then, you know, you're drunk one time and someone's like, hey, do you want to take a sniff of this? And then psh, you start doing cocaine well, and you, you that, go down a dark path from that's, small that, little choices. And, that, and, those, and that's where we come back, when we're coming back to the whole spirituality of everything. That's not a, that's not, um, that's not a mistake. Like, there's, there's an actual dark essence that's, like, people in general are innately good. Humans are innately good. Jeez, that's, you think so. So what happens is, is that we basically make these choices and then these dark essences enter <coughs> into your body and then start to pull you to make some crazy decisions and some crazy choices, right? So there's certain things that like I've come to realize and come to learn like one, I, the devil is like, it's, it, that's a big thing. Like the devil is definitely out there trying to like deter you away from... Uh, from yeah, what is in, in, in your professional opinion what is the devil or who is the devil he's a little, little guy with red horns running no. around with a little pitchfork so, no or, so the like, whole like, the whole they're angels they're angels so like if what's you, an is an angel just a giant so like what's an so angel the, then? so if you want so the way the basic i'll tell you the story on what happened here so if you go back to the genesis side of everything like the the um the the time of adam and eve right so this is the story that's out there so you have um 200 watchers that basically were, were, were supposed to be looking over uh, the Garden of Eden and watching over the Garden of Eden, right? So um, as they're watching over the Garden of Eden, they basically fell in love with the daughters of men. So you'll read this. Like basically what happens is, is that, and this is the funny thing is a lot of this, the book of, this is all comes from the book of Enoch and they, they took the book of Enoch out of the actual Bible. Um, 
from the Old Testament and stuff like that. Well, the Old Testament's wild anyways, man. It's a lot of murder going on in that Testament. A lot of sex. A lot, a lot of, of sex yeah, it's pretty murder. Wild. It's a wild book. Um, but the Book of Enoch, so you have what happens is, is these 200 angels who were the sons of, um, the son of God, were designed to basically watch over um, the creation of man. During that time, they basically took a pact and they decided to take on wives from the daughters of men. And they started taking on all these women as their, as their wives. They started sleeping and having sex and seducing them and teaching them all of the, the, the ancient arts of like astronomy, language, seduction, uh, all of these things that, that humans had no idea about anything, right? They were just living these utopian, uh, all they knew was love. Because if you break it down to it, basically what uh, God is, is just love. That's all it is, right? And that's all these people knew at that time. And that's all that they knew at this time. And then all of a sudden they were being taught all of these other magical and like, mystical holy things. shit, there's a lot, yeah. So from that, once they basically had um, <coughs> this, these relations with the, with these, uh, with the humans, these with are the, sexual, with the relations. sexual relations, they started to produce uh, what were called Nephilim. So the Nephilim were basically uh, offspring from the angel, angel, um, the watchers. Uh, human, the watchers, the angel-human hybrids. Now the problem was is the watchers, or not the watchers, the, um, the Nephilim, their spirits were not from heaven or earth. They were kind of like a combination in the middle. In the middle. So they basically, <coughs> their spirits were, when they died, their spirits had nowhere to go. So they just roamed the earth. So the demons that are around on the earth are all of these, these uh, embodied ones these dark essences that basically walk on the earth. They're all of the offspring from these. And are angels. they just here just messing with people? They don't have any body. So they want to get, they, to experience stuff, they need to enter into your vessel. Yeah. So to enter your, into your vessel, they have to weaken your body. There needs to be a medium there for it. There needs to be a medium. So they have to weaken the body. And what's that with? Alcohol? So they'll do with things we watch. Things we walk with sin. Mostly the more uh, uh, sinful stuff you do, the weaker your your. Um, your vessel becomes, becomes or your, vessel, your barriers, your barriers to entry. To entry, and then they enter into your body. That's why uh, hypnosis really creeps me out because I'll never get hypnotized because that takes your your complete conscious and subconscious barrier right down to zero. You have to be completely open up to anything. Can just be like, oh yeah, that one. Yeah, jump right in that shit, right? So yeah, so that's the thing. So like most of these people, a lot of people have these dark essences that that lie within them. And, uh, and basically what ends up happening is like it pick, they pick at their brains and they say stuff to them and they talk to you. They constantly lying to you, constantly saying all this weird shit in your brain and stuff like that. And, uh, and people end up doing smoking, drinking, eating garbage food. Like the more, the more of this stuff that you do, the more numb it makes you and the basically uh, the more these essence and these demons can get in. Does it make sense? You're still trying to mess with that 360 camera, eh? That died on us again. Yeah. I think we got to um, maybe cover it in ice or something. Maybe. We'll yeah. figure that out. Yeah. It's just like heating up. I can see the smoke coming off it. Oh. Yeah. Well, no, I just, there was, we got, there's a lot of people watching. So. <laughs> yeah. Just randomly cut so out. That, so, so that's, that's the whole thing with the, with the Nephilim, right? <coughs> so you talk about that. So then when you're talking about Noah's Ark, Noah's Ark was basically uh, the talking about wiping everybody out. So they basically, so this is why you're kind of wondering, was why didn't they put the book of Enoch in there when that's the original story? And they only, in the Bible, they only reference it to one or two lines. 
they don't go into the full story of like all the different angels. Are there's there. two lines in Genesis about uh, the Nephilim. That's about it. That's it. And but there's a whole book on it. What right? else? Do, what else of the Bible is cut out? Um, if that. Well, the Book of Thomas is cut out. Uh, so Thomas the twin is completely been. Those are the Gnostic Bible uh, uh, scriptures. And the reason why the Gnostic scriptures, I have, I'm slowly starting to get into the Gnostic scriptures a little bit, but the reason why the Gnostic scriptures have been pulled out is because they do teach you all of that uh, powerful, um, you know, um, uh, mystic stuff in terms of how to actually maneuver in those different realms and kind of go in and out of those realms because, you know, like the different things that Jesus was doing, like walking on water and all those other things, those are all based on the vibrations and and understanding how those even work. So, I think there's people that tap into that, like um, maybe Shaolin monks. Yeah. They could do that. I think shamans can do that, like like people in Peru and stuff. Like they can tap into that they, stuff. They, that's, it's hidden knowledge. Like it's knowledge that's been out there. Like I think that in our civilizations, in the older civilizations, in the Aztec civilizations, in the Mayan civilizations, in the... They were to uh, totally in the, tuned into that they stuff. They were tuned in because... The Incas, the Incas did the Incas, that stuff. The stuff that goes on in that civilization is way ahead of our time because they were more in tune with the energies. that sixth sense yeah. that basically taps us into that energy field, right? So, um, which we don't actually have anymore. Which no, is, they took that way away from us. Yeah, so that's the thing. And, and But it's out there. This is the problem. This is the thing that it's, it's not, it's secret knowledge that only an elite few have and understand. Like there's certain things like uh, I definitely, like when you're talking about religious stuff like that, you look at the Vatican. The Vatican is kind of a mystic place. <coughs> kind of like what's going, what's going on there? Like they have a whole bunch of stuff hidden in their, in their vaults down there and they have a little city of their own little city that they can guard and protect and they have all that stuff inside the Vatican and they're probably one of the most richest, richest political figures in, in the whole world. It's its own... Um it's its own city. It has its own law. It's got its own. It's got its own. Isn't it its, its own flag? It's got its own everything. everything. It's, 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 it's its own country. It's its own separate. Yeah, it's its, its, its own, own country, thing. right? And it's it's the weirdest thing. So like the Holy Seed. This is the weirdest thing. So the Holy Seed. You're going is, on many rabbit holes. Like I know many deep. They're all like all tied in. So know, the holy the Holy in, Seed yeah. the Holy Seed is the Pope, right? But he the Pope is also the King. So depending on, the king has certain things that he can do and there's certain things that the, the Holy Pope, Seed can yeah, do. Yeah. But the Pope can actually jump into whichever seat that he can wants to go to depending on how, what decisions he has to make. You're talking about the Black Pope? Which one? Oh, I'm not even sure if I want to jump into that, but there's a Black Pope and the White Pope. Oh, I don't even know the difference. That's a wild, yeah, that. research uh, Black Pope. Black Pope. My yeah. friends. Yeah, so. Yeah, that's, uh, sorry, I keep going. I'm just saying, I don't want to jump into that one right now because there's a lot of, we got to tie all this back together into your, um, your what, what's going on with you and your baptism and stuff like that because we yeah, went, this is we went way, we went way off. We so went after way talking about course. all of this stuff, it comes back down to that, like this weekend, I'm actually getting a baptism done. Yeah, okay. So, so the baptism is, is, uh, is happening this weekend and the whole ideology between the baptism is basically that you are, um, Having a public burial. It's very a lot of a lot of symbolism. There's towards a lot that of symbolism well. symbolism towards it, and there's a lot of stuff. So what happens is is when you have a public burial, what you're what you're really doing is you're telling the devil to fuck off. Really, is what what it comes down to. Yeah. Do you think you that's going to be a really 
like um, it'll be a spiritually heavy event. Do you feel? It, like it you... might be. I'm like I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to expect and what I'm going to feel. I feel like I'm already kind of gotten there. Uh, I'm only are things are things trying to attack you right now? No, 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 no. I mean, in terms of like, in terms of the holy side. Oh, okay. That's right. Good. Like I feel like I'm. Uh, I, I'm. I've been doing a lot of cleansing, a lot of cleaning of my of uh, of my essence and my beings, and in, in terms of like. You know, um, making sure how I treat other people, uh, the things that I put into my body. There's certain things that that are still kind of struggle with, and things like that. I'll never be, I'll never be perfect. We're not meant to be perfect because we're we're humans. We're we're gonna sin. The whole idea, the ideology of it is that you're supposed to repent and basically build this relationship with God, and it's like your own father, right? So if you think about your own father, if you have a relationship with your father, and you even though you screw up and you do stupid things, and your dad still loves, love you. They still, still love loves you, you yeah, right? Yeah. But if you don't even have a relationship with your dad and you do stupid shit, he's kind of like, he's like uh, "Why would I invite you into my house?" Yeah, you know, like you kind of break it up into that kind of analogy, right? Or like people are just like, "Oh, you know, whatever," you know, and um, that's what it comes down to. Like, so there's certain things that I've come to realize is that like this, this realm, Earth earthly realm this this whole area that we are is actually run by like the satan which 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 is like those fallen angels right that they run this realm so if you want the uh riches of this realm if you want the golds and the and the and all the fancy jewelry and the fancy car and all the women and all all of that stuff if you want it you can have it you just have to make that your God. It's very simple to do. And it's more self-perpetuating. It's mm-hmm. more self, it's walk over as many people as you can, try to get, 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 get. It's a consuming materialistic type of lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So, and you can get it. And you can get it. If that's majority of people, they, that's what they're kind of strive for. That's what kind of society like TV and... Um, Are you talking know, about like rap music videos and stuff like that? That's what like they're... What's, what's drug, pushed. sex, and money? That's, that's what's pushed. That's what's yeah, pushed, yeah, yeah. right? That's I don't, I'm not going to agree with you fully on that, though. I don't think you need to always step on other people in order to benefit yourself. I think... Uh, no, you can be successful yeah. if you're helping other people. But yeah. This is what I've also come to realize because I, I used to have. You have a, to preface that. I have to. I used to have a very um, um, bad relationship with money in terms of like thinking the same thing, where I just like money's evil. It's all evil. Blah blah. blah. But what I've come to realize though is that the more uh, services, the more people you need to service, the more people you help, the more cash flow that needs to come through you the more success that needs to come through yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Because what happens is, is you're helping more people. And a lot of this stuff comes from like the book uh, Power Versus Force, for instance, where it talks about different vibrational frequencies. Like you have uh, people who vibrate at like 500 and above can affect a mass group of people positively uh, um, that they can basically, you know, be a change. You know, like you look at a guy like Gandhi, for instance, He's a, he can... He can move a whole group of people. Martin Luther King can move a whole group of people. That's like, insane. Like and they do that with uh, oh, what's like, the word? I mean, I've had I've had lots of employees or people work for me or people on the same team as me, and it's uh, is it unison? Oh, what's the word? Having people work in harmony—that's the harmony, word. Yeah, yeah geez, but you can have a lot of people work with you, but having people do it in harmonies—those guys did it like an insane amount. But this is what happens though: is that it ends up 
it ends up not being you anymore. You lose full control. You can't control. When you have millions of people, a million men march, for instance, and you're talking to a million people, you're not in control of that. Like, you're just a vessel for, for channeling. Yeah, I might get bigger than actually you Some, are. Yeah, something channels through you at that point. Yeah, there's an energy, divine intervention. Divine intervention, divine energy that channels through you, and you basically are now can just speak, and then all of a sudden you start saying all the right things at the right time. So yeah, that's flowing through that's you That's flowing way. through you, man. That has yeah. nothing... And that's a, that has to be with, that comes from being uh, a clean and having proper intention and, and knowing exactly what it is, the message you're trying You can to do, do it the other way, though, can? because, uh, for example, Hitler, were, Hitler was probably one of the best orators of the day. At the time, you have to remember, though, at the time, he was helping his people. He, see, what I've come to understand, though, too, is, is that the higher you, closer you go to the light, and this is where people have to be, be wary, because, like I said, the... The devil won't give you the keys to the the keys to the kingdom if you've settled for breadcrumbs. It means that's all you're going to get. I'm just like, why am I going to give you anything more if, you, <coughs> if all you need is a bottle of alcohol and you're happy? And you're happy, yeah, exactly, right? right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But the closer to the light you go, the stronger the temptation becomes, and mm-hmm. the easier it is to go bloop, and flip over, and now all of a sudden you're you're in a position of power and you've been flipped. So you have to be very careful, especially if you kind of going into these positions of power and you start off with a noble cause. Hitler didn't start off as an evil man. He started off as helping his people and being socialist and wanted to support and share everything. And, and it just got bigger and bigger and bigger until it got to a point where it was just like, let's kick everyone's ass, you know? And he was just fighting everybody and anything, right? And started thinking that everybody around him was evil. Like, the, that's kind of where it ends up kind of going. It's the ideology and what ended up happening. You have to remember, in the World War I, they really screwed like after that war, Germany was forced to pay everything. Yeah, they got divided into how many yeah. different segments, and they weren't allowed to have X amount of military. They had no military. They, 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 sp- they got rid of all their industry. All sorts of stuff happened. <laughs> they got they killed them economically, and then they started their economic. They started having that economic boom. They started doing really, really well, and then they were paying everybody for this reparations, stuff, reparations from yeah. that war. And then they said, you know what? The hell with this. We're not paying you anymore. Yeah. And that's what started the second world let's war. Let's go again. Let's yeah. go at it again. You want to go? Let's go. And that's kind of what happened is because you had all these other countries that were just like trying to oppress other people. And that's, that's the biggest problem that we have right now is just like people are trying to oppress everyone else instead of trying to help everyone to kind of get better. Right? Imagine, imagine having, you know, imagine having a group, of, like if you break it down to a group of 10 people uh, living, living on an island, you have 10 people that can work together and become super prosperous and live very, very fruitfully on this island. Or you can have... One person who tries to kill everybody else and keep everything for themselves. I think that's going to happen, though. You know, and well, that's that's, that's just the way that's, that's the, the way it that's goes. what's going on right now, right? Uh, so, like, if I lived on an island with ten other people, I don't think I'd like. I'm not sure if I'd trust all of them. I'd be like, okay, hey, who's stabbing me when I'm sleeping? You know, like I'd be like, yo, which one of these guys is going to try and take over the whole place? Yeah, like that's that's, just, that's, that's just, that whole thing with Survivor, right? And then people are lying and like, and people watch that for <clears throat> entertainment, right? Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. Yeah, Survivor, even that, or even like there's all those reality TV shows. It's a bunch of backstabbing, right? Right. <coughs> yeah, but anyways, yeah, if I was living on an island, I'd be like, yo, which one of these motherfuckers is going to get take me out when I'm sleeping? <laughs> like I help that guy fish and then he's just going to eat my fish and freaking kill me off. Yeah, right? yeah, like, but, that's, but that's what happens when, like, when you're not working in unison with everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like that's, uh, and that's where everyone's kind of like, that's the kind of situation that we're currently in right now. 
where this world is starting to be divided between the haves and the have-nots, right? And the have-nots are... It's always been like that. Actually, you know what? I could argue that this point in time is probably a lot better than... I'd rather be a have-not in this era than a have-not 500 years ago. Like when the, when the Aztecs were getting taken out by, by the conquistadors. <laughs> I'd rather be a have-not in this era. You know, this is so hilarious. Than too, a have-not like, being a surfer, like in like whatever. There's the king, and then there's like the the people. Like, what, the, what the hell are they doing in Scotland in 1500s? Like, what's oh, going on there? There's this. Like, I would not want to be a part of. And anyway. then, and then, the, then on top of that, then there's all these people. So, if we want to go back, let's get back to the whole the whole spirituality side of everything. And this is where this is where you have to be careful with religion and all of stuff because what do, what are we at for time here? Steve? Oh, we've we've gone over 54 minutes for sure. Oh, so our our oh, audio we're, cut we're, off. Yeah, we're still okay though. No, we got our audio though. Yeah, but it's recording over there. Oh, so we're okay? Yeah, we're okay. Okay. Okay, sorry. I just wanted to Yeah, just double check everything. Yeah. yeah so, um uh so if you look at it's the biggest, you have to be careful with religion, okay? So this is, so in this spiritual journey, I was jumping from church to church to church to church to church, okay? So you have to remember in re, with, with churches, what you end up getting is you end up people who go to church usually when they're in a time of distress and they're looking for something. They're not looking to create a relationship with God. They're looking to be saved from something because they're lost their life has gone in disarray and usually when the people go and their lives get to rest, the first thing that they do is they turn to God and they say, please help me. Not, at that point, they have had no faith their whole life and then when their life goes to complete shit because they've took control over their own life, they basically go and say, you know what, Lord, please help me. So you end up in these churches where you have all of these people who are looking for a savior. That's a dangerous, dangerous place because if the pastor is not clean, the pastor is not clean. That dark essence can enter into that pastor. And all of a sudden, that pastor is now sharing messages between all these lost souls and can misguide these Do you think souls. that happens often? All the time. Like, it happens all the time. Because you have, like, it's not very often that pastors or priests and all are, are pure? clean or pure. Yeah. They're not. They have a lot of these, like, um, um, especially if you look at the Catholic Church and stuff like that, right? The Catholic Church had all of those things that happened with the... With the with the um, with the child molestations and all that other stuff, which is like, <coughs> that's why they call it even a cardinal sin, right? You a cardinal, a cardinal sin. sin yeah, right? I know. I know. Which if is you like break that word down. Which is like you you break it down. That's what it comes down to. You created a cardinal sin because what happens is is that these cardinals are getting pushed up so close to the light, right? And then all of a sudden, to flip them, they just give them that temptation, and all of a sudden they do something really horrible, like unforgivable, and that that flips them, and all of a sudden they're on the dark side. Right? Then they repent and they continue the cycle, continue the cycle, continue the cycle. So you got to be careful with that type of that type of teaching and that type of stuff. Spirituality has nothing to do with religion. <laughs> like that's the thing that people have to realize it has nothing to do with religion. Reli religion is a form of sometimes a form of control. You have to look at your, the scriptures as a form of teachings, not a form of just straight out blind faith. Because I've known some people who just go and they just have blind faith and they don't actually study what it is that the scriptures are meant to be. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to find a place that you can actually go and you're actually, someone's teaching you stuff that resonates and not just telling you to do certain things. Like that's the, what you don't want people to do. You don't want to say you have to, here's a prime example of that. The way he explained it to us, when you have a girlfriend, right? When you have a girlfriend, you're like, okay, I got a girlfriend uh, Okay, how, how often do I have to, 
how often do we have to go out on dates? How often do I need to, uh, you know, spend time with you? How much time do I need to spend with you? A week? That's a burden. And you start thinking of it like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, so I got this girlfriend. I'm just like, okay, I'm supposed to take you out on three dates a week. How many, how, how long do we need to talk? How much is that going to cost? How much is that going to cost? I'm just like, I've been there before. Uh, but that's not, no, it's that's not a relationship. That's no, the worst. That's not your, what you, when you're in love, when you're feeling love, you want to be with that person. You want to all be time. with that person all the time, and you yeah. it's that's a completely different thing. So you have people sometimes people go to church. Oh, I got to put in my time. I got to do this. I got to do how long? You might, don't even how, go there. How long? The how long do I need to do without sin? That's you are. You're way off. You're way off with the whole thing because that's not the ideology. I wouldn't even show up at that point. What's the point? Right, but people show up because they think that they they're think, going to hell. Yeah, they think you're going to hell if they, they don't. They think you're going to hell if you don't. I'm just like you're probably going to go to hell if you don't because you're missing. In the boat. Yeah, you're missing the whole. One. Yeah, you're missing the whole point. It doesn't matter if you show up at church. That church is. The, the, it's just a building. It means nothing. Yeah, they say. Uh, oh man, uh, worship. Uh, this could be considered worship. Like the the true definition of worship is, or the true definition of fellowship, is. Uh, um, just being with your brothers and just in like stuff like this could actually be considered like just the talk well, that we're, we're having we're, right now right is now worship. We're in a church, yeah. so we could technically have the Holy Spirit with us if we're talking in a religious sense. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. Like, yeah. and I've been in those smaller areas where I'm like sitting in a room, and you sit in a room oh, with wow, like this is what far four, more, yeah. four people, yeah. four people, and you actually are like you're meditating and you're getting into the zone and you basically can feel that essence coming through you, yeah. right? Because you're now cutting in and you're, 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 you're almost trying to get a divine connection into, the, into, into that spirit. That's far more powerful than then sitting just, there like, oh, uh, what is he gonna saying? Be over. I'm not even listening to this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for this to be, when is this done yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah so that's way more powerful. It's way more powerful. Going for a walk in nature is way more powerful, you know? Than forcing yourself to sit down in church in someday. Church yeah. Because like, nature, Nature is uh, is 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 true. That's a huge huge connection. As is a huge connection. So like, yeah. if you can connect to to, to Mother Earth, yeah. if you can connect to the Earth and you can connect to that spiritual essence from the Earth, connect to the plants, connect to everything there, uh, that gives you a con straight connection into the divine. Yeah. It does because like the spirits are they're they're already. You look at a sunflower; it's not making conscious choices. It's just growing, and it's growing in a sense that it's supposed to grow. Uh, the problem is, is that with our choice, we're screwing everything up because we think that we know more and we think we know better than nature does, right? And the reality is, is we, we, we don't. Definitely we don't. So we're you, smart, but we're not that smart. Yeah. So the key is here, and this is where the ideology comes back into place. And so, so again, so with my religious backings and stuff like that, I, right now I'm starting off with Christianity uh, just because it, it was the closest thing to Catholicism from when I, when I grew up, so it was easier to kind of Connect and, connect make, that and leap. make that connection, as leap. opposed to jumping over to Hinduism and you're yeah. like, oh, which is the elephants next, yeah. running around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the next one I'm going to be going into is, is going to be Buddhism and then Hinduism. Hinduism, mostly because Hinduism is the oldest religion, so you, I'll probably be able to learn a lot of more of the spirituality side of everything from that that realm. So the Christianity side, the Christianity book breaks down like this. It's very simple, and it comes down to the whole secret of manifestation and everything like that. One. It breaks down to love. Love your neighbor as, as, as yourself. Yeah, as thyself. That's a golden rule. That's a golden rule. I think that, right? that, that goes into all of them. But sometimes you're not even supposed to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as Jesus loved. That, that's the whole ideology. Because we sometimes don't love ourselves very much. At, love yourself <laughs> as you should love yourself. Yeah. So the whole ideology <laughs> is that 
if we have these choices and we have choices in our life and we're supposed to just make these specific choices and you don't know what choice to make, if you make the choice as if you were Jesus Christ yourself, what decision would he make? Well, I, I grew up, I grew up in a, it's kind of funny, I grew up in a Christian school, yeah. but uh, it was called uh, the, is it an anagram? Anyways, it's WWJD, is yeah. what would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? Is what I grew up on, and that's been yeah. ingrained in me in my entire life, right, is the what would Jesus do situation. Yeah. But that's, right? that's, the whole, but that's the whole ideology of it, right? You just had something click in me, which I never actually thought before. But yeah, if you love, if you're supposed to love thy neighbor as yourself, I'm not sure if I'd want the random crackhead down the street loving me like he loves himself. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna end up with a needle in my arm or he's gonna he's gonna rob me or something. You're supposed, right? to, you're supposed to love your neighbor as Jesus, Jesus loved you. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's the way it basically breaks yeah. down, right? Like it's not because you're right, like sometimes we don't love ourselves very much. Like yeah. we pretend that we do and we're kind to people, but we actually treat ourselves pretty poorly, right? So Yeah. You're supposed to love your neighbor as Jesus loves you. And that's, that's the whole ideology of it. And like, when you look at that, I'm just like, you know, I can, <coughs> I can fall behind that. Because like, even in the book, uh, and you're reading this, Jesus states that others will come that will do as much as he did and even more. more. Yeah. And even more, which states that you can actually do better than Jesus if you, want, if you, if you apply yourself in that state. You'd also have to believe that, though. Yeah. There'd have to be a belief in there. That you can get miss to that belief. level, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. But that's all you have to also remember that the, it, most people, it's not a self-perpetuating uh, thing. In order to get to that, you have to literally sacrifice yourself. And, and, in every way, yeah, and yeah, yeah. do everything as a sacrifice in terms of like you are literally living for the greater good. That's your mission. That's your job. If you want to be like Jesus and that you are living for everyone else except yourself, yeah. that's what you have to do. Yeah, you not have many to be willing to that. die a horrible everyone, death, a horrible, horrible painful death, death. For everyone else other than yourself. And majority of people would not throw themselves in front of a stranger. And wouldn't, wouldn't take a bullet for a stranger. Wouldn't do that. Not only that, wouldn't he basically put himself on a cross for a stranger. Right? And get himself completely whipped. And Way, yeah, wasted. Whipped and, whipped and torn apart. and like, Humiliated. Humiliated. And, like, and even, the, even the Romans, when they did that, they were basically, they didn't even want to do it. They were like, this is a little much. This is a little much. Like, like, they were almost the best, like, They were like, yo, like, this guy's getting beat up pretty bad. Pretty like, bad, you know? And then like, Caiaphas is just like telling Pilate, he's like, hey, you only claim to be the king of the Jews. And I'm just like, yo, it stays as I wrote it. This is the king of the Jews, yeah. and it's going to stay the way I wrote it, right? Because yeah. he, didn't, he didn't feel comfortable taking him down, but then the whole mob mentality were all just like, crucify him! So it's, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting story. So like the Bible breaks down. You have the Old Testament. So people would want to say you have the Old Testament, which basically people were killing each other in the name of God because they were saying God was with us, and then God was with us, and then everybody was trying to kill each other. And then in the New Testament is when the Jesus comes in and it's all like, no, you guys don't have to sacrifice lambs anymore. You don't have to kill each other. You don't have to do any of that stuff. He gives the ultimate sacrifice. <coughs> all you're meant to do now is love each other. And, and through him, you can get into the... Into the, the kingdom of God. The kingdom. Or kingdom of heaven. Yeah. So that breaks down. So that breaks down the whole thing. So this Sunday, I'm, uh, I made the decision to get baptized. Yeah. I found it, I found an actual church. It was like there was a lot of little things that were kind of popping up that were just like it felt serendipitous. Or serendipitous. Like, it's, it's, like remember the one day that I met that guy John at the yeah. So I met a guy named John at the at, at the first church that I went to, and 
Did you just randomly go to a church? Like, I'm going to wake up and go to a church. Oh, okay, that makes sense. My friend invited me to this church, and so I went with her to go there, and then I met this guy, John, super cool guy. And uh, and then we were talking to him, and and, uh, at that time, I just looked up my name, and my name was Steve, which was uh, a blasphemist, (laughs) right? So, uh, and him and I were kind of having these discussions about religion and church, because I'm like, I didn't go to church. It wasn't my thing. And he's like telling me that, it's, you can't get through unless you go through Jesus. And I'm like, ah, I think it's more about love. You know, like, and we're having this discussion and stuff like that. <coughs> and then at the end of it, I didn't know his name. And at the end of it, he's like telling me, he goes, oh, you got to read John. You got to read the whole book of John and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then all of a sudden we said, all right, cool, man. It was awesome meeting you. What's your name? He goes, my name's Jonathan. <laughs> I'm just like, yo, come on, man. And I'm just like, what's your name? Steve, right? So I'm arguing with this guy named Jonathan. I'm the blasphemous. I'm the blasphemous. And he's the Baptist. <laughs> and he's the Baptist. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. John then, the Baptist. And, yeah. then, and then we watched, uh, and then uh, we I know, watched, watched that, uh, show. that show after death on Netflix, which then all of a sudden, uh, like uh, <coughs> John the Baptist was on there, and like then my story was also Steve on shows Steve up. Steve yeah, shows, he gets killed off real yeah, quick. Yeah, so, yeah, Saul took him out pretty quick, man, yeah. and got him all stoned to death. And yeah, then, you got uh, stoned to death there real fast. Yeah, you got real fast stoned to death, and then uh, yeah, so then you had one happened. line in the thing. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then through that, a whole bunch of things kind of happened, and then uh, I ended up at this one church where all of a sudden I show up there, and the first day that I'm there, I was there by myself. I went by myself. I was I was recommended this place. I went there, and I've never seen so many angels in my life, bro. Like, you walk into this place, and you're just like, what is, where am I? There are angels everywhere, bro. Like, everywhere. Like, on the stage, they're doing these live performances, and you got, like, 12 angels performing on the stage, these rock concerts. And I'm just like, every single one of them, you look at them, and I'm just like, clean, clean, clean. Everybody looks like... They're just angelic. Everybody just looks <coughs> angelic. And there's so much love in that room that I was like, this is incredible. I've never seen a place like this. Yeah. I was just like, this place is like... You this. felt good there? And I felt good there. Like it yeah. was like not... People were not looking to be saved. They were like, I'm home. Yeah. Like it was a different feeling, right? Like yeah. I'm home. And then all of a sudden they baptized someone right on stage. Like they had the... The tub was built into the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did it and I was just like, what? There it is again. You know, like, and it keeps... It kept popping up, so I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through this, and I'm gonna look at it. And the day that I made the decision, it was 11/11, November 11th was the day that, I, and I was been following a lot of numerology too. So November 11th was the day that I chose to be baptized, and the day that I'm gonna be baptized is November 25th. So if you do the numbers on that, it adds up to nine, which nine is the is the godly number. Um, so you go five, uh, so one, one, two, five, which gives you nine. So it's just, there's too many signs, too many signs and signals and maybe I'm looking too deep into it, but like when it pops up all the time and, uh, you know, the messaging keeps coming up, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, you know what, you know what, I, I'm, I, I'm heading down this path. I've already been down this path. I feel, it's feel good about the decision. I'm ready to about do it. And, you know, I'm going to go and get my baptism and, and see what it's like. You know, I'm already been like how many days clean now? I'm on my 70th day clean. You know, I haven't uh, outside. The next thing I need to get rid of is the sugar. <laughs> yeah. I still got I still have uh, my fall offs a little bit with sugar, but I've been pretty good. Uh, I've been drinking a little bit of coffee, but I don't think there's anything wrong with the coffee because it's pretty beans. It's just beans and water because um, I haven't been putting sugar in the coffee. So, mm-hmm. so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I'm kind of excited about it. Jeez. 
That's wild, man. Yeah. That's a lot to take in. That was a... Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking back in our head right now. We just... <laughs> we started here, and we went all the way over there, and now we went back <laughs> here again. We tied the whole thing together. Yeah, yeah. So are you excited for this, or what are you looking to gain from this baptism? Or what, what, what are you looking to accomplish, or... What's whole, supposed to be whole, happening with this baptism? Then we'll close it off here. Yeah, I we'll think. close it off. The whole the whole idea, the whole thing about the baptism again is is to basically, um, I think I've been I've been pretty clean with with my um, um, what do you when you're repenting. So I've repented a lot of the stuff, all the things that I've done wrong in my life, and and I I, I kind of want to move forward with being clean and and saying you know what. What does being clean mean? Is that subjective? Because what your clean is could be dirty to somebody else, and what your dirty is could be clean to somebody else. What would Jesus do? Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah there's a baseline. There you are. There's yeah, a baseline, yeah. right? Yeah, I guess fair. that's basically what the baseline is. What would Jesus do? And it was like, treat others the way you want to be treated, and like make the choices. Like I'll have to make choices in, th- in certain things. Like there's certain people that you need to cut out. Like there's certain vampires. <coughs> that like, spiritual vampires, energy Spirit, vampires, energy vampires, spiritual vampires. Uh, you know. I'm trying to surround myself around good energy people, yeah. uh, people that are angelic, people that kind of, uh, you know. But I also don't want to, I also see myself a little bit as a kind of a spiritual warrior where I'm being put into now, into those dark situations. I'm being, like, my life has been putting me towards people that are in those dark situations. I've been and, there before, yeah. And, and in order for me to almost be able to go in do whatever I'm supposed to do or whatever Dharma I'm meant to do or help however I'm meant to help these people, um, I got to know that I can kind of go in and... And not be, in, be unscathed. And not be unscathed or be, or be all of a sudden have... Get twisted or... Twisted yeah, or have yeah. some sort of dark essence that enters inside of me at some point and get me kind of thrown off, right? Yeah. I have to know that I can be in that environment and be uh, almost angelic in those environments, right? Yeah. So... In order to do that, I want to kind of make sure that I just kind of wash off any residual, um, residual. Is this something you consciously want to be doing? Like you want to put yourself in those weird situations where I you're like, I don't consciously put anywhere, it, but if it, if if it, it happens, if it you happens, know you're okay. I'm, I'm, I'll be okay. Yeah, okay, I see right? you So saying, like, yeah. I've been like, I've been. I don't think that I, I don't think I meant to go down that dark path. Like some people feel more comfortable. I don't feel comfortable in the dark situations. I get What's a, lot a dark of my, situation? Uh, shadowy situations, dark situations, like when you're like when you're like in like bad places, right? like like physical bad places. You're yeah. like, yo, this is not safe. Yeah, for I me. don't like I like I've kind of washed off a little bit of the fear. I've done I've done some breathwork uh, classes where I've gotten rid of the fear. Yeah, but like for instance, um, I've talked to one of your friends once before where he feels like he feels comfortable in the dark, but he doesn't feel comfortable in the light. Yeah. I feel comfortable in the light. I don't feel comfortable in the dark. Oh, okay, like that one time we were longboarding together and there was those people who came out of the alleyway. You were like, nervous. You were like, oh, and I was kind of like... Yeah, whatever. Um, well, but I was just harmless. like, but my, my, I was just like, I, I knew that they were had demons inside them. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that's exactly the same situation. I'm like, holy smoke, there's three demons right there and I, I don't want to be here. Oh. You know, like, I don't want to be here because this is just a bad spot to be in. So I could sense them right away. Right, yeah. you sensed them right away too. But I sensed them, but I didn't feel scared. But or you anything. didn't feel nervous. But I was, I've always had this, this, this dealing with fear. So that's what was the last thing that I've done. One, like I've gone through four cleansings now, four different spiritual awakenings. Uh, first one was a heart blast, where I started to uh, be able to love again, and this is where I started to like tell everybody that I love them all the time, which is something that I had a very, very hard time to do. Yeah, 
Uh, it was a sense of vulnerability. Yeah. So I've never told anybody I love them, and yet alone, yeah. yet alone telling strangers you love them, right? Yeah. And just like and actually mean it, you know, and be like, yeah, I mean it. Like I love you. This is that. Blah blah. blah. So um, that was the first one that happened back in June. I'm not there yet. Yeah. But I that, don't think I don't think I could full on tell a stranger I love. I could, but I wouldn't. You wouldn't sure. Oh yeah, I'd be you like, feel I don't. About it. I'd be like, I don't. That's a word. That four letter. Oh, it's four letters. Yeah. That's a that's a word. If I say that, I need to actually full on mean it. I can't walk yeah. up to a stranger and be like, but this Man, is, I love yeah, you. that's exactly. I how could it. say it to my friends, but not yeah. like a full on stranger. Yeah, but that's how I, that's how it kind of happened, right? So like, I've started to kind of like, if you feel it, you have to be able to feel it. You yeah, can't tell yeah. people you love them when you don't love them. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But what you lie to yourself. But, yeah, you're lying. You're just making it up. But what happens is, is that I truly now can feel love towards someone if I know that they're like, if I can feel that from them, I can say it to them. I'm like, all right, see, I love you. You know, I can you think that, that creeps people out? Oh, it totally does, and I love it. Because like, people, the first instinct that when people get when they hear the word, I love you, they honestly think it's a romantic thing, and they go, oh. And There's then many when, different types and of then love. When you, yeah, and then when you start telling people you love them all the time, and then there's no romanticness to it, yeah. they start saying it back. And then it starts to create this perpetual cycle where everybody's now telling they love each other. I say, you, and then you truly mean it because yeah, you yeah, care yeah. about that other person. Then instead of saying, oh, I care about you, you say, I love you. See you yeah. later. Okay, have a great day. Right? And it's not anything sexual or anything like that. It's oh, actually yeah. Like you, a, could, you could love your brother. You can love... Uh, the love for your mom is different than the love for your best friend, which is different for the love than your sister, which is different than your love for your, your yeah. lover, which is different than your love for whatever religion you're, or God you worship, yeah. which is different than love for... Jeez, I don't know. Yeah. Your dad. You know, like, it's all different type of love. I yeah. don't... I, I say that all the time to people, and people who watch this or listening can attest to. I'd say, "Hey, love you, bro. What's up, bro?" You know, like I say yeah. that all the time. But like to a complete random off the street who I just meet. It depends if you. It depends if you connect. If there's the connection, yeah, yeah, that's like true. Like I've done that with someone where like I connected with someone. I tell them I love them after a week of knowing them, or after two weeks of knowing them. Yeah. Right? And you're just like, oh, man, I love you, man. You're a good dude. Oh, you know, I like, say that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm more so talking like you bump in the street, and you're just like, I love you, man. Like yeah. I. I I couldn't really do that. There'd have to be some form of yeah. connection there in order to actually genuinely feel that. But some people do it. Some yeah. people just like give each other hugs, random love, like free hugs. Love you. Yeah, you that's see that. true. You yeah, see yeah, that I see it. it's, yeah, it's, it's, I see it's it. growing. It's, it's becoming more of a norm now. Yeah, so um, thank you guys for checking out uh, Thought Exchange here, Steve Van D's Spiritual Journey. Um, for those of you who watch the live, I just want to do a quick apology for the... Uh, 360 counseling on us we're gonna get that fixed by next week and i'll see you guys on the next episode peace out peace peace out guys